0: Hey, it's Laurie from Hike. If you're a longtime listener, then you're familiar with my next guest. Renee Patrick has been on the show to talk about the Oregon desert trail, to talk about the blue mountains trail. And now we're going to talk about the next phase in her public land and hiking focused career. The goal of the long distance trail consulting is to guide long distance trail organizations and developers to improve the hiking experience and inspire action on behalf of the environment. Renee's passion for what she does, for the trail, for the environment, and for hikers all over really shines through what she says and her actions. So let's take a listen to our conversation. So I'm here with Renee Patrick. Renee, it's so good to have you on again. I I think you've maybe this is the third or fourth time I've lost count, (laughs) but it's always good to talk to you.
1: Yeah. I'm thrilled to be back. I believe. Yeah. We've talked about the Oregon desert trail and the blue mountains trail and now what's the next chapter. So I'm excited to fill you in. Yes. I'm excited too.
0: Um, it's always great to kind of hear what people are doing in the long distance trail community. And you are such an advocate for long distance hiking. So I'm really looking forward to learning more about what's going on with, with your life these days. So, um, so I heard you have started up this consulting business. So tell me more, tell the listeners what's what's happening.
1: Yeah, well this uh, business idea really grew out of everything that I've been doing over the past, you know, sure 7 years since I started working in the Oregon Desert Trail, but I can trace it back even further. So um you know, with that Oregon Desert Trail I've explained before, you know, I was helping this new route get established and helping refine, like put together the guidebook and all the materials the hikers needed to be successful. Um, And then add in the element of talking about the conservation issues that are important um, along the routes that hikers can learn about and then become active in. And then um, when I started engaging with the Blue Mountains Trail about three years ago now, you know, they wanted to create a similar um, experience of getting people on the landscape and really tying into or using their extended time on the landscape to help inform them about critical issues that are happening. So, uh, and I love... You know, I have a background in graphic design and writing. I love creating you know, maps and materials and writing. And I thought, well, if these two trails want this experience, maybe more trails, maybe I can do this for more trails. And granted, there's a lot of trails who don't have conservation or environmental advocacy as like center to their mission and why they want to like get started. But I think that's an element that we could we could bring in to some of the established trails or newer trails. Um, because I know the hikers that I've interacted with on these trails want to learn more. They're like curious and they want to be engaged in what's happening, especially after they spend so much time walking in these places. So both I want to help, you know, newer established trails. Um, refine their resources say there's a a guidebook that hasn't been updated in 10 or 15 years needs to be updated like I can do that or they want to create a new map set I can do that or if they really want to explore you know what is happening to the forests or the landscapes I could potentially work with um, some local environmental organizations close to that trail really figure out what's going on and what they need help doing and sort of to blend the environmental issues with the trail organization materials and create a more holistic experience for hikers so that when they're hiking, they're not only having like the best, most up-to-date information about what's happening, how to navigate, where to get their water, where to camp, but also, you know, oh, this forest is having these pressures and the biodiversity, there's an incredible loss of biodiversity recently Um, in our lived history happening around the world. And so help folks understand if they want to, you know, what's happening and then what can they do if they want to get involved. And you have
0: experience and, you know, for anyone tuning in who hasn't um, listened before or listened to our other episodes, you were talking about, you know, your experience with um, the Oregon Desert Trail and also with Blue Mountains Trail, but your history of actually hiking long distance trails goes way farther back so you know you've not only been in you know the hikers shoes per se you've also been on the flip side of now taking that knowledge of what it means to be a long distance hiker and then helping organizations be more mindful about you know incorporating all of that together
1: Yeah, exactly. So I started hiking long distance trails 21 years ago. So started with the Appalachian trail in 2002, and I'm up to 14 different trails around the world. And I am that hiker who was not really interested or aware or engaged in what was happening uh, conservation wise or environmentally wise. And with, you know, in the last decade and getting more involved, not just because it was in my job description, but because I was interested. Um, Yeah. It's sort of like my awakening to having a more uh, a deeper relationship with the places. And I think um, that's something relationship is something I've really been thinking a lot about Um, definitely thinking and being more aware to our indigenous, the indigenous history along some of the trails and also you know, I really loved the book by Robin Wall Kimmerer called Braiding Sweetgrass. And she talked about a recipro- reciprocity with the land and sort of like a give and a take. And yes, we certainly take a lot, but it could be in the form of like the sunshine, you know, on a, after it's been rainy and the sun comes out and you're like on day three and that just lifts your spirit. Like you're receiving something there. And, you know, there's a way that we can acknowledge, like, we give back, whether that's things like picking up little bits of microtrash, or, you know, you come to, um, there's some very sort of scientific things about the ways that humans can um, give back. And I would suggest to everyone out there, read the book, Braiding Sweetgrass. It's really lovely. And so just thinking about in a more holistic way. Like we are connected to these places. Like these, the environment, nature, the world provide is our home. You know, if it's not healthy, we're not healthy. And I think we're seeing that with a lot of the, you know, pollution, some of the the ways that the waterways have been impacted by this big train derailment in, in Ohio, but that water's polluted, the people are polluted and it can be very tangible. But I also think, you know, the more that we understand, you know, how we treat nature is how we treat ourselves and each other, we can maybe create a more um, healthier life for us and for the planet. So I only I have very small goals, and then I want to change the world. through through You know, but I think it has to start somewhere. And if, if we have a captive audience in hikers that are out for a couple weeks to a couple months to most of a year, you know, maybe they could we could be reading about some of these issues. Maybe we could be learning about the monarch butterfly which is threatened or almost endangered, you know, maybe we could really use our time out there to reflect and act.
0: And you know, one of the things I wanted to ask you was when you talk about Anna, you mentioned the difference of or the time variation of you know whether you're out there for two weeks or spending you know a year um, on a, a long trail. What do you consider a long trail? Is is there kind of is there a definition around it in your mind? Yeah,
1: I've I've come up with a a, a definition for because as with with this work, I put together a hiker survey which I would love for everyone listening to take the survey and I'll talk more about that in a minute, but to define what is a long distance hike and that I've heard everything from a hundred plus miles to, you know, a week or more. I think it's, you know, I know a lot of people who do, who take on a long distance trail, like the Appalachian trail, but they spend 40 years or decades working at it. They're definitely a long distance hiker, even if they Go out for three to five days at a time. So, I think it's more of a matter of time. So, I would say like three days maybe. If you spend more than one night out, two nights, but you're going to a long distance trail, I would call and you, if you identify as a long distance (laughs) hiker and you spend more than one night out, I would love to hear from you because I think these issues aren't solely for the people who spend months. It's You know, it could be someone who, you know, the trail in their backyard might be the Colorado Trail. And they get out for a weekend, two or three times a year, like over the course of their lifetime. Maybe they'll complete all of it or some of it. But they're becoming intimately familiar with that landscape, with the Colorado Trail, with, you know, what's happening. So I kind of want people, hikers, to self um declare if they're a long distance hiker instead of me or the community you know best if you are
0: yeah i like that because i think sometimes um i know personally i would think oh a long distance hiker is one that has had to do like a through hike or you know they've done all of the at or all of the cdt or you know or azt or any of those you know so kind of knowing that this you know what you're Um, businesses around also impacts hikers that maybe just spend you know a week at a time and that you know navigating that trail um, in their you know
1: lifetime even exactly yeah it could be 30 miles it could be 300 miles because some people hike five miles a day some people hike 25 miles a day like I'm not saying one is better or more long distance than the other. I mean, it's all, we have, so many like ability levels and styles and motivations. You know, I want this to be all inclusive. So part of the survey is asking people, you know, what do you want in a trail experience? So, you know, again, back to the materials, it's like, I want to help improve the trail experience and that could be tangible things like better maps, or I want an app, you know, I'm one of those hikers who I like paper maps and I like apps. I like both, but I'm not, I'm not here to tell you like one is better than the other because I want to hear what the community wants. And then I can go to the trail organizations and say, you know, half and half of the people, they want both. So rather than putting all your eggs in one basket or, you know, ignoring one media for the, for the other, if you want an inclusive experience that everyone can find approachable and and do we need all of these things and they work together um they can work together so and then again one of the some of the survey questions get at what do you what do you want in a trail experience and i want everyone's opinion like what is one thing you think would make it better And so I've had over to date, over 200 people answer the survey and the answers are all across the board. There's a lot around inclusion, making sure everyone feels included and welcome in the outdoor. There's a lot of hikers saying more information around leave no trace. Um, There's a lot of people saying, you know, trail maintenance is really important so that we can hike these things. So I think the more information and feedback the better, because that's, again, this is information I'm going to take and try to help the trail organizations figure out how to implement or how to address it or how to make it more inclusive. Um, from what I kind of
0: think, I guess, in my head about, you know, these major trail organizations, it feels like from outsider looking in that they're, you know, just trying to figure out how to get the, the land you know, f- for the trail or make sure that they're working with the private landowners or with the, you know, the local municipalities, all those kinds of things. It feels very it- administrative. So I like that you're taking the approach of actually from the hiker point of view, because I would think that something that is probably lacking a bit out there Um just from
1: what I've, you know, seen or read. Yeah. You know, when I was researching, so I've kind of been building this idea. I launched the business in March, but I've been thinking about this for almost a year now. I cannot find anyone offering what I'm offering this or the specific skill set. Like I think my interests and my skills have led me to this little niche in in the hiking experience, in the hiking, you know, creating hiking trails, and you're right, there are, there's a ton, there are a lot of people working out there and consulting on the planning, build, design, and build, like, okay, let's actually make it on the ground, but then what happens after that, you know, how, is is there enough information for the hikers to be successful for safety information, for permits, where are they going to camp? Where Are they going to get their water? And I think a lot of that comes from, yes, I'm that hiker and I've wanted these things. So I have created my own maps and a data book and things for different trails I've hiked over the years. And that just highlights, oh, there is this need because if I, am if I want it and I'm creating it, Others probably want it too. Yeah. So, and and yes, I think it could be, you know, I could have a a contract with a s- specific trail, and I want to set them up for success so that maybe we create a system that they're able to um gather data and update. So it's not like every year they need to hire me to like update. It's like I want the trail organizations to one, sort of, like, take a good look at everything they have, um, and then can we improve it, and then set up systems so that they can manage it and update it in the future. So, um, I want, yeah, to sort of expand, um, everyone's sort of ability to give hikers the experiences that they're asking for. So,
0: are, are there specific areas right now, or, I guess, trails that you're, trying to, to kind of work with or, um, or what's happening right now is, I mean, you've just started the business.
1: Yeah. So, well, the, I'm really happy that I'm continuing uh, to manage the Oregon Desert Trail. So the, my first client has been the Oregon Natural Desert Association. So I will continue with that. Um, and I'm really casting a wide net. I would love to work um, nationally and internationally. Um, Recently, I talked, I had a webinar on American trails for how to engage the recreation community and conservation issues, like a specific part of what I'm trying to do. And there were hundreds of people from all over the country and world. So I was like excited that, okay, these are people that are interested in the topic for whatever reason. Um, So I, I feel like I'm just like getting the word out there. But just today, I was looking at the database of national recreation trails. There are over a thousand designated national recreation trails. Some of a large portion of those are water trails, but it turns out I'm a paddler and I like, (laughs) you know, a, a waterway, a river. And some of these water trails are hundreds of miles long. And so the same, like, those paddlers need to know, you know, where can we resupply? Where can we camp? And I, I enjoy that as well. So I would love to help water trails as well, but just looking at the database of all of these national recreation trails. I mean, it's, it's a lot to, and I would, yeah, I hope and that even just a small fraction of them are interested, but uh, you know, hopefully I will have, there will be more trails than, than I could possibly work on. So I would love to also um, build up a set of con- sub consultants, people, subcontractors, like other engaged long distance hikers who have a specific skill. So that as sort of a team, we can start working on this. And so that I may be getting ahead of myself, but I want it to be um, I want to do as much as possible, and I know there's a ton of hikers out there with wonderful skills. So maybe together we could address a lot of this. That's you know who knows? Maybe New Zealand, maybe Portugal, maybe you know <laughs> Texas or Wisconsin. There's trails <laughs> yeah. everywhere, and people are sending me you know ideas and links to other trails they've seen or trails they know about are being developed. It's a, it's a overwhelming. And very exciting. There's so many trail projects happening right now.
0: And I would think that um you're set up so that, you know, you could help kind of all levels. And maybe if it's a small kind of trail, small system going up, you know, they may only need, you know, a little bit or can, you know, um, of help and assistance because they're not as structured or, you know, but have you also thought about, um gosh, I, I have like three or four questions now based out of this. One of the things is, um, you know, helping people navigate some of the grant processes so that they can, because smaller organizations probably have such a, a, I guess, a tough time. I was just speaking to someone um, who will be on the show from Pennsylvania and she set up um, a park conservancy for her area. And I just thought that's information that I think people would love to know, like, how to do some of these things, to get funding, to help so they can, you know, hire people like you that can come in and truly make a difference.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. And that has been coming up again and again with um, people I'm talking to, because yes, some of these trails are all volunteer led right now. And so um, to find funding to hire someone like myself, um, it could take, you know, months in between let's have a conversation then, okay, this is what it will take. Let's write that into the grant and then the grant will be delivered. So yes, that's something I, um, want to help organizations figure out, like, how would you get the money? (laughs) That's an important piece of the puzzle. Um, so I know for myself working on the Oregon desert trail, yes, I've been looking for grants for the last, you know, for years, like how can we fund actual on the ground trail work or, you know, sometimes the more elusive grant is the one that can fund capacity, which is sort of like what I would be offering. Um, or one way to look at it is almost like marketing because you're getting the materials and it might be more forward facing, um so yes that's that's something I would be happy to help trail organizations with, and I think I keep saying trail organization, but it's not just organizations that develop trails, like the o d t was an a conservation organization. There might be cities or counties or even states that are invested um in their trail systems or the agencies like a lot of these trails are managed by the national forests. Um, or by a specific park like a a city or a county park system, so I like I've been trying to say trail developers because I think it's more inclusive of all different types of folks. It might even be you know someone who is super excited in the trail that goes you know near them, and they're an individual that wants to invest in the recreation opportunities near them.
0: and another thing that you touched on was you know kind of this longer-term goal of having sub consultants and really expanding you know this network and i thought oh that's uh, such a great mentorship opportunity because i do feel hikers are passionate um they have a lot of uh, positive energy about the trails and and some of them like you said um just have the skills, but maybe aren't, don't know where to apply them. And then we all come from different walks of life. So, you know, our day jobs or, you know, things like that, we all have quite a different, you know, variety of where you can pull from and people that you know. And so I think some of um, helping people kind of uh, understand where they can fit in and uh, tie that all together is, is also what, you know, a great opportunity that you're also presented with
1: yeah that's a really good point because I was just thinking in terms of like skills that I don't have or don't or you know I as much as I put myself out there and I try to stay engaged it's like you cannot stay on top of all the like social media and the you know, it's like, if I could just have a couple people who are really want to do just the social media and write communications campaigns and, you know, I'll be the designer and the writer and the project manager. So yeah, I think it could, so skill-based, but also experience-based. So like a um, someone who, you know, a disabled hiker or a hiker with, from a certain region that I'm not familiar with. And I think all those different influences could really make the work stronger. Um, Yes, definitely.
0: I like that. Um, So what are some of the, I guess we touched on some of it of, you know, where you see some of the opportunities, um, you know, for having a trail consultant come in, I guess, as hikers, where do you see uh, the challenges right now with long trails? Um, What are some of the, kind of areas that we can focus on that kind of parlay into, I guess, you know, some of your mission.
1: Right. And I I think, you know, the challenges are just little ones like climate change. You know, know, myself, when I, I went out hiking last year, I had a two month sabbatical and I was thinking of hiking some of the trails I've been wanting to do, like the Pacific Northwest Trail, the Idaho Centennial Trail, But knowing the condition of fire in the Pacific Northwest and that it's happening, there are bigger, big fires every year, I thought, well, maybe I can avoid fire season by going to the East Coast. So I went back to the AT for a couple months, but turns out they were having a drought out there. There had already been a fire near Gorham, New Hampshire on the trail, like water sources were dry. So I think it's not that engaging hikers are going to solve climate change, but It's proposing safety considerations. You know, what? how do we hike long trails when it's not a matter of if there will be a fire, but when there will be a fire and where? And so thinking, helping trail organizations think through, you know, emergency response. How do you get in touch with your hikers? How do we educate them on, you know, especially issues around water? I mean, we're facing... Incredible snow year out here in the West, which we'll have, but the other side of that is massive flooding in yeah. places like california and I don't think t c t hikers are gonna even know what how it's going to impact their hikes um for months now.
0: I was thinking of that as I saw like the the snow in you know in the mountains in California, and I thought, oh my gosh, river crossings like the first thing I thought of is oh it's going to be a dangerous year for the you know PCT hikers who are trying to navigate rivers because that's going to be pretty crazy and also um just trying to deal with snow and they're not prepared for it um so yeah there's there's a lot of considerations
1: yeah there's safety considerations but also you know when there's a lack of water when there's a drought how that affects the wildlife? So, you know, one of the suggestions or tips I tell hikers in the Oregon Desert Trail, because that's a very dry trail, is don't camp right next to water sources. So you may find a creek and yes, you want to drink and splash and get be in there in the morning, but so is all the other life in the desert. And you might be camping between that water and an animal who wants to get to that water so, it's having a little more awareness of you know at how can we best uh you know respond in that situation. It's not camping right next to a water source. It's being aware that if you hear footprints in the night, it's not because something's coming to get you it's because they might <laughs> be trying to <laughs> to get some water or get to their food source and so I think some of it just comes from us expanding our awareness and being sensitive to the other uh, beings Mm -hmm. what life that's out there that wants the same things we want and so again that comes back to like seeing the the places we're hiking as as a a community that we're just one piece in this network of life
0: yeah that's a good way to explain it i i totally understand better now and and i i would be the one person or one of the people that would say oh let's let's go by the water and set up camp <laughs> and yeah yeah definitely not that wise um so you mentioned about doing a webinar um recently do you have any other upcoming kind of events where you're speaking at or you're sharing information that maybe people can connect and and attend or um you know what what's on your uh, what's on your calendar
1: yeah so i will be attending the international trail summit in reno nevada at the end of april so um i won't be presenting by myself but i will be participating in a trail talk so i um did join the oregon trails coalition board and at the Oregon Trails Coalition has been putting forth a signature trails um, program and inventory. So we are talking about the 15 signature trails in Oregon that were sort of um, encouraging investment. So there's a lot of the lot of the trails on that list need further funding or investment to be successful. Um, and there will be, we'll be doing a public launch at the end of April for that. So if people are attending and they're curious. Um, I'd love to connect. You can watch my American trails webinar online. It's linked on my website and I have a list of events on my website, which is longdistancetrailconsulting.com. So I'll be doing a presentation at PCT days in cascade locks in August. That's quite far away. Yeah. Um, I'm attending the Big Gear Show in Denver in June, and as different things come up, yeah. I know I have another webinar or two, but as things come up, I will pop put them on my website so folks can learn more about it.
0: I would love to see you out at PCT Days. I have not attended one of those, and um, it would be fun to, to come out and see you and see everyone else.
1: It's so much fun. I didn't go last year because I was on the Appalachian Trail, but I've been almost from the start, back when I owned Hiker Trash, the the brand, I would go and do like live screen printing on people, people's shirts and, and stuff like that. But it is grown. It's massive. There are a ton of uh, cottage gear industry companies there, a ton of PCT hikers this year, who knows, like <laughs> with the snow where everyone will be, but it's so much fun. And there will be some speaking, um, some speakers. So definitely, Lori, I hope to see you there. For sure. Well, I appreciate your time
0: today. And I know you mentioned your website and um, and ways that people can find out more information. I'll be sure to link those in the show notes, of course. Um, and I would love to have you back and, and chat more as you kind of continue this journey and Um, and can tell listeners and share kind of more of an update of what's happening and different, you know, trails that you're partnering with.
1: Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. And I'll do another pitch to please fill out the hiker survey. Um, The more folks that weigh in, the more I can be sure that your input is represented. And as I mentioned in the, in there, wild crazy big ideas as well as practical actionable ideas are welcome so i welcome the gamut
0: and you are saying anyone can participate you don't have to have done um you know the at or pct or cdt um you can you know be a a smaller time hiker (laughs) and still correct uh,
1: yes great i want to know what you want in the trail experience if you like hiking on trails and camping out what do you want in a trail experience? Well, that's about everyone, at, at least this audience. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> well, thanks, Renee.
1: Yeah, thanks for I- having me on, Lori. It's always a pleasure.
0: Hey, guys, I have links in the show notes where you can connect with Renee. I have a link uh, to directly go to her hiker survey. Please fill that out. It would be great if hike listeners are represented on that survey. I would love to have all of you go out there and do that. So make sure you add a comment that you uh, came there because of the show. That would be a great way to let Renee know that you've listened to it. And um, I have links to the book she mentioned and of course her website. Thanks again for being a listener. There are so many ways that you can support the show um, just by sharing it out on your social media, by telling a friend or family member about me. And of course, you know, you can make a one-time donation or be a patron. All of it matters and helps me in the long run. So I appreciate all the support you guys give. Tune in on next Tuesday for another new episode of Hike. So until next time, see you on the trail.